to keep up but it's pretty good nuggets and she put some information on her website for everyone so that was very nice of her okay today's reading i did not sneak peek so here we go impromptu elizabeth kubler ross says we have to learn not only why we are in the world but also what the timing of things is thy time not my time When we look at the patterns in our lives, it seems that doors open and events happen exactly at the right time. Even when we don't think so, even when it seems that's the worst moment, the worst thing, how about I start over? Even when we don't think so, even when it seems that the worst thing happens at the worst possible moment, God's plan is operating perfectly. Letting the current of life carry us along works better than swimming upstream. When the time for change is near, the force of nature seems to be cooperative and we find ourselves at the right place. It is frustrating to feel ready for change, but stuck in seemingly unchanging situation. God often seems to be watching a different clock that doesn't chime and doesn't bring us what we think we want when we want it. Trust, patience, and a wider vision can be our best friends as we wait for the right door to open. Trusting that God knows What's best for us will help us focus on the daily miracles we find along the road to change and renewal. Today, let me realize that I am exactly where I'm supposed to be in this moment. Oh my gosh, I love this. I got chills. It's a good one. They're all good. Who am I kidding? So relative, right? Because a week from today, I will be turning in my desk. Well, not my desk. My chair and my computer and all my corporate job stuff to start a life of freedom in my mind and entrepreneurialness and and I never thought this would ever be an option in my life never mind intentionally giving up a really good job and all along this last year as I had been planning and you know ramp like I knew I would be quitting my job eventually but all along I said I'll know when it's the right time. Like I've been talking to my walking buddy for this about this for a year and a half. I told her that I wanted to retire when she did. And I kind of did that, I guess. I actually beat her by a week or two out the door, but she's just being nicer than I guess I am. So I believe this. Uh, I had just, I had just talked about how if, my mother didn't decide she wanted to come on the cruise and we didn't have to change the timing of it back before I went in rehab, then I never would have met Brett. Like it just never would have happened because I would have been out of treatment before he ever showed up. And because I learned so many things the last few years from him, it was, it was like, I feel like that was all supposed to happen. And I, I probably, I think I did hang on to that in some extent, but maybe just not enough, or maybe it was different emotions, you know, as I went through the last year disseminating all that. But anyway, that was another like, just 
thing, the way that my self-education has worked online one class after another and, and my relationship with working with Eric and just different stuff just seems to be happening the way it's supposed to happen. And I can, I can be mindful of that right now. When I was gambling, I wasn't mindful of that. I didn't think that, you know, the stars align any certain way. I mean, what if, what if Dave never threw me out of the truck for gambling? You know, like what if he never said, go home and live with your mom and I didn't go to the casino and win the car? What then? I wouldn't have had a car. I wouldn't have been in trouble with him. My gambling wouldn't have had a spotlight. I wouldn't have had the big win to chase for the next, you know, 15 years or whatever, however the math works out. Like all of that stuff is is relevant. Why, why did the job in New York open at the same time I was getting ready to go to treatment? You know what I mean? Like it, it's just weird. I, I can identify a lot of this is what I'm trying to say, I guess. And this is where I, I've said all along that one of the biggest pieces in how I feel today has to do with the evolution of my spirituality during this journey of recovery, especially since I started exploring it. And now it's been almost two years. Gosh, 2020 just kind of sucked life away. But since I really started working on that, I have just had always thought of it as last year, 2019, but really it was New Year's Day or New Year's, yeah, it was New Year's weekend or whatever. That was my first day in church on purpose. And um, so, you know, we're getting close to two years that I've been open to this. And again, even the timing of when I started to go to church and, you know, all that, that evidently had a plan. Here's, here's what I've discovered though. Anything that I might not have been able to deal with when I quit gambling the first time or even before I discovered really spirituality in church, because I was still drinking a lot, right? I was drinking pretty pretty much from the time I got out of rehab, you know, until last December. So if I had something to deal with, I'm sure I dealt with it with a drink. So... I totally lost my train of thought. Oh, oh, I got it now. So quitting drinking has been, well, not drinking, I, I guess. Quitting drinking. I got to, yeah, I got to tell you about something in a minute here. So quitting drinking has happened, I think, because I've had the spirituality, say, to fall back on. Because I'm either being proactive in my meditation and my mindfulness, my self-awareness and those things, or because I can cope by understanding that this concept in here, that there's a bigger plan for me and that I don't have to be in control. And that takes away the stress and contributes to the serenity, which then in turn makes it so I don't feel like I need to gamble to cope. It's, it's really bizarre. Like it's bizarre that it happened, I think. And it's, it's just, a, it's sometimes a lot to process. I, I sometimes find myself feeling very self-conscious about explaining how I feel about this to people that maybe aren't you in the audience because it's, you've been with me on my journey. So you know the evolution of it and how I feel about it. And, and just to sum it up in a five minute conversation for people on the outside, you know, maybe it isn't the most smartest 
a thing to do. I'm totally all over the place this morning. I know it, but so when we look at the pattern of our lives, it seems the doors open and events happen exactly at the right time. So that's definitely what I will say a million percent. I, I saw that through the whole cruise. I saw that with my divorce, you know, like maybe if I didn't get separated from Dave, I might not have moved to Kansas City. You know, like Kansas City is a big part of my life. Like all those timing things for me, it's just really clear. God's plan is operating perfectly, even when we don't think it is, you know, when the worst things happen at the worst possible moment. I love this part. Letting the current of life carry us along works better than swimming upstream. I really equate that to worrying and control, trying to be in charge, not being accepting, not surrendering, resistance. That's really what that statement's all about, resisting, right? So if you resist change, if you resist what's coming your way, if you resist all that stuff, it doesn't feel good to be in resistance. I think that the higher power approach or higher power God, I think what that does is it relieves a lot of that. It makes it so that, you know, if you do let go, if you do turn things over, if you do have faith to believe that everything is happening exactly the way it is. It takes the burden off of you. It just frees up your bucket for positive stuff, right? The goal, as far as I'm concerned, the goal is to have our bucket just always be positive. And it's not always realistic to be positive. Otherwise, we wouldn't grow. So maybe it's a better way to say that we turn through the negative and process it rather quickly. Like we can acknowledge it. Okay, maybe this is going on acknowledge it, process it. It could be negative if we hang on to it, but let it go and then just keep going after the next positive thing. That's growth and evolution in my mind. I'm trying to see if there's any more big nuggets here. Trust, patience, and a wider vision can be our best friends as we wait for the right door to open. I think of that in relation, like I said, to the job example. It was... I think I ended up exactly where I was supposed to end up. And and I'll have you know this too. When I got fired from FTD, it was in April. And I didn't get the interview for um, the Kansas City job until the beginning of June. So there was like a six-week swing, which I guess now that I'm saying it that way, it isn't a super long time. But I didn't actually start until July. And the amount of gambling, so I didn't have any place, like I didn't, I had to look for a job, but essentially that was probably another one of those peak gambling times in my life where I had no job and I pissed away so much money, like fearlessly as if, as if it didn't matter. So, you know, why did I get the job in June? Why did I move out to Kansas City, you know, in 2013? Like, what was, why was that? I think it was so that people, there were certain people in my life that I could meet. I think that that's where I needed to go. And I was more successful at Gamblers Anonymous than I had ever been at quitting out there with a new community and a new tribe. So like, if 
if the universe was strategizing my life, this is, I, I freaking love this stuff. I love looking at it in my life going backwards because it's all crazy. And I've thought about this in a way of, well, if this didn't happen, I would be on a different path completely or would the roads have ended up or, you know, like it's just, it's mind blowing when I, when I think of it that way. Anyway, would I have ended up right here if things didn't go exactly the way they did? And and I don't think I would have. And I could see how different turns or if even if bad things that happened didn't happen i wouldn't i just wouldn't be who i am today and i like who i am today so it's it's worth the it's worth the journey it's really crazy okay so i'm going to i'm going to share with you something that's on my mind and i just i'm just struggling with it a little bit and I can go all different ways about how I'm thinking about this. But essentially, I'm going to be going on this road trip and there's people in different places that part of what the road trip would involve is like going out to dinner and drinks, that kind of stuff. Um, You know, when I'm in Kansas City, we socialize around a bar. And the last time I was down, last time I was there was last year at Labor Day. And I really, I don't think I got drunk once, actually. Like I drank, but I didn't get drunk. So here I am in the middle of the 75 day hard challenge where alcohol is forbidden anyway, or, you know, you have to start over, which I I like this. So I, I might start over anyway, but I kind of also like my, um, competition with myself to achieve it on the first run. So I guess we'll we'll see what happens. So I'm trying to figure out, oh, and I don't know, what is today? I guess, I don't know, I think maybe I have eight months, nine months of no drinking. Maybe it's nine months. I don't know. Just since December. I haven't drank since December. And I have said that I haven't had a reason to drink, so I haven't drank. Now, I don't know if socializing is a reason to drink. I'm trying to um, wrap my head around it, and I'm having all the things. This is why it helps to be educated on the front side, guys, because if I wasn't continuing to get educated, I wouldn't be surrounded with the kind of people who say things like, because this is the art, the little arguments are happening in my head. Well, what's the big deal, right? So I don't know if that's like the addict voice or if that's the recovery voice going, I want to take away the power from this. And if I want to drink, I can drink. And if I'm thinking about it now, I know it's not because I'm coping with anything because I'm not coping with anything. But then there's the other side of it that's like, well, are you drinking just to make other people feel better? because they may want to drink or or not feel better, but just make them maybe not be uncomfortable, which isn't my problem if I stick to my rules, right? Like if I practice what I preach. So I got, I just got these voices bouncing around in my head and I feel like the way I operate, which I, it didn't happen with, um, with smoking this so far, this it's, it's uh where are we it's like 40 days or whatever since i quit smoking 
However, I did screw up last Sunday. I didn't buy a pack or anything, but I did smoke. So does that take away the 40 days? No, I really quit smoking. I'm not smoking every day. Um, so I wonder how it works. And then because I am in a drinking recovery group, like I think acknowledge clean time and all that. I'm like, do I go tell them that I plan on drinking? Stop acknowledging my clean time. It's, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a lot to sort through. So I'm trying to sort through it. I will probably, um, ask my counselor before I go on my trip. It's, it's just an interesting, it's just interesting to try to sort through. Like I said, I kind of would rather not. The other thing is I haven't drank in so long. I'm sure I'm going to get knocked in my ass the first thing I do drink. And I want to be present and mindful and know everything that happens because here I am, you know, like the reason I'm going on the road trip and the reason I'm seeing the people I'm seeing is because I want to see them. They're important to me. And what I learned last year when I was in Kansas City and I wasn't drunk was that I remembered a lot more out of the conversations. They were a lot more meaningful. There was a lot more quality time. I mean, I only had a four day weekend, but it was good quality time. So I don't know. That's, like I literally was up in the middle of the night last night thinking about this. So I don't know where I'm going to land, but that's one of the things on my brain and it's okay. I can process this and whatever's supposed to happen will happen because <laughs> that's what our reading said today. All right, beautiful people. I got to get going. It's if you're here in the States, happy Labor Day weekend. We're getting ready to kick it off. I hope everybody has a great weekend. I am going to work on my my business, not my day job, um, on Saturday and Monday. But I did carve out Sunday as a day. I'm going to I'm going to see Miss Tara, and we're gonna do brunch and golf, and then I'm going to a picnic at someone in Recovery's house. So it's beautiful. I'm I'm happy to have that day set up and planned and and have a relaxed day in there so it won't feel like I was just um, locked up all weekend. So I hope you're doing the same kind of thing. Even if you do have responsible things or things you may not want to be working on or whatever.